Now broadcasting live on Ustream or direct to your portable device. From Martin Road Studios, BaggedAndBoard.com presents the Bagged and Boardcast. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. Drink my beer, it's good. It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is crazy. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bang Boardcast. It's episode number 200, and I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. Don't try to trick me, you guys just listen for the mouse click to tell when yeah. we start. That's <laughs> how I knew you were actually doing it, not just saying like, oh, this is how I normally count down. He's trying to oh. trick you. From now on, I'll just click on a part of the screen that isn't. And from now on, we're going to be a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out January 22nd. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, since we're celebrating our 200th episode, we have some reflections of Bag and Boardcast past. I know, it's navel-gazing at its best. It is, but... <laughs> You know, we've been doing this for four years now. Um, a lot has changed in the comic book world, comic book publishing, and with us as comic book fans and mm-hmm. podcasters. So hey, why not, why not phone it in and take a look back at stuff that we've been talking about for four years now? Phone it in? I don't know if we're phoning it in. It would, come, we, come on. Be honest, be honest. This is such an easy episode. <laughs> to be honest, it's always an easy episode because we're three friends hanging out drinking beer. That's right. And what a beer we're drinking. Oh, we're drinking this is Paul, the, baby. It's our 200th episode, and this is the 20th anniversary ale from Otter Creek Brewing. Brewery. Yeah, brewing. Brewing, not brewery. Uh, 20 years, from 1991 to 2011. This has been sitting in my basement ever since I've had this house. So, over two years now. Um, just because I'm like, you know what? Uh, it was the 20th, and I'm like, why yeah. not? Why not? Uh, why not? Buy a beer to celebrate. Wait, do I have to say why not too now? Uh, you just did, actually. Oh. I didn't want to. Oh. Well, you did. Why not do a crazy dance? Um, and take a chance. Um, Is that what it says in the bottle, or are you just no, mumbling? I'm just riffing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, uh, two years has done this beer really good. Cause I actually it's really. It's a tribute to their Copper Ale, our flagship brew. I'm sorry, I'm reading. Because we were trying to figure out what kind of beer this is. Yeah. So I like this a lot more than the Copper Ale. Yeah. The yeah. only thing from Otter Creek that had has ever really knocked my socks off was that Russian Imperial. The Russian Imperial. And that was like, that put them back on the map because they're a brewery and they put beers out. Like their black IPA was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But this, if this was the quality of something like put out all the time, I would pay a little bit more attention to them. Yeah. I put Stove, Otter Creek. Stovepipe Porter yeah. I, I do enjoy. I put them up with Saranac, you know, where... They're always moderately priced, usually, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while you get something that's pretty spectacular. You know, yeah, pretty spectacular from one to two. Well, I know they had like a new want. master brewer came on, and that's like the guy that brought us the the uh, big rush, big the, Eddie, the mm-hmm. Russian Imperial. Eddie. What's it called? Oh, I'm thinking of Big Eddie something. What's that? Big Eddie Vetter. No. Big Eddie Money. No, no, they have. I can't think of beer. Never mind. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, best hands, Eddie. No, the, but the Russian Imperial's done in, up. like, that old KGB kind of font, right? Yeah. 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 
the Kremlin kind of yeah uh yeah so that was always good and this is this is really enjoyable when I poured it I did when I smelled it I was just like oh this is gonna be good it kind of smells a little barley wine yeah it does and it kind of has a little yeah, barley wine yeah it's a twelve percent and it is a um an an alt beer which is a German old ale hmm. so I. Um, old ales are, and it, it, it does a top family. fermentation versus a bottom. So it could be a top fermented kind of red ale, mm-hmm. um, that kind of gives it that barley wine. It's, and it's, yeah, what, like 12%? Okay. Yeah, 12% as a bottling. Like, and it's I'm, been sitting there for two I'm gonna years. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's top per- fermented versus bottom fermented? Uh, bottom fermented, I think, is like, like lagers, Kind of some the weaker kind of ales. Okay. And I think the top fermentation is usually for the kind of the stronger stuff. Um, and I think a lot of like darker beers are usually top fermented. I have no idea why it would matter whether or not top. What what do you mean top fermented versus a bottom fermented? Uh, I think it's the way that you add your ingredients and how they ferment versus things that stay on top of your mash. Oh, okay. And then stuff that ferments from the bottom. Okay, so like we've had those beers before where there's the yeast sitting in the bottom of the bottle. That could be like a bottom fermented. I I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I I I'm not a a hundred percent on it because mm-hmm. I'm not. A, I think if I was a brewer, I would yeah. know a lot more about that. You know who would know? Steve. Steve. Friend of the podcast. Steve. Uh, or or Google. Or Google. <laughs> Yes, so Google it at home, kids, because, you know, this was supposed to be an easy podcast where we did no research. <laughs> Very little, in fact, except, you know. It's just about every podcast, Yeah, we, at we least for me. Up, like, what kind, of note, what kind of news we want to bring for the Week in Geek. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest story is the Batman Superman being pushed back to May 6, 2016. Uh, from what I heard, it was because they're planning on doing... Batman, Superman, and then Justice League back to back. Wow, um, that's what I I had read about it. And also, uh, Ben Affleck hurt his leg in uh, pre-production exercises too, like really bad. Ooh. Well, it's good he's playing Batman though, and he'll just yeah, borrow those leg things from yeah. Christian Bale. Exactly. Right? Right? Yeah, he'll borrow that, you know, because Christian Bale got him from um, the guy from Downton Abbey. Or that exoskeleton that uh, Batman wore in uh, Kingdom Come. Yeah, but that's not in the movies. So, no, it count. No. It's not on screen. Yeah, but Downton Abbey is not a yeah, it's so, not a movie. movie. But so top fermenting yeasts or ale yeasts are called so not because they hang around at the top, but because they tend to generate a thick foamy layer along the top. Mm. Conversely, bottom fermenting yeasts, most often used for lagers, do not contribute to a foam layer. There you go, everybody. There we go. Interesting. So not that they hang out on top, but they pr- just foam. Just what happens? They foam up. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, is it like they start fermenting it at the top of the process? Like I don't get it. Like, I don't, I and don't then, know. nope. It's a good thing you asked that. Yeah. Now we know. I'm inquisitive. I you like are that. But <laughs> uh, May six. I think it's uh, kind of ballsy that they would put it out in 2016. Uh, the first weekend of May, because that's been like the Marvel spot. Like Marvel's planted a flag ever since Spider, the first Spider-Man movie. Uh, that that is their weekend. Yeah, the, every, everybody fights for that spot. 
I mean, we had Iron Man 3 this year yeah. with it. Every, you count on there being a Marvel movie that first weekend of May. And to have the flagship, arguably the flagship uh, DC movie, to to try to uh, knock usurp the, the throne of that, uh, I think it's interesting. Because everybody's talking... When's uh, Avengers 2 coming out? 2015, then? Or is it 2016? I think it's 15. Okay. Yeah, because Captain America and Guardians this year, next year it's yeah. Ant-Man and uh, Avengers 2. Okay. So it's not going head-to-head, but it'll be going to head-to-head, I'm assuming, against something from Marvel Studios. Which I think will be an interesting weekend. It'll make for an interesting summer movie blockbuster bracket buster. Well, guys, yeah. have any other news? Um, what did I have? Oh, uh, with issue number thirty and the uh, what is it? Annual of Flash. We are going to be looking with the new creative team coming on to that. We are going to see Wally West coming back or appearing. Who knows? What they're going to do and yeah, if he's going to stay around, but. Yeah, they've just said Wally West is going to be back in the book. But they've never said, like, reoccurring in mm-hmm. the Flash costume as a kid Flash. Or even or the any. cousin of. Yeah, it's just, we're going to have a Wally West. Yeah. The, nep- the nephew of mm-hmm. the, of Iris. It gives me a little yeah. bit of hope. Cause that's my Flash. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's always been there. Except for now when he's not. <laughs> yeah. For the past, like, three years when he's not there. Well, the thing with uh, Wally West not being around, I really liked what they really, uh, you know, uh, they they went with the full story with him with the whole idea that the Flash needs a lightning rod, so a, a person to keep him grounded. And they kind of then went, yeah, Jay has, his, you know, his <laughs> wife, you know, Barry had Iris, you know, you, Bart doesn't have anybody, but he doesn't count. <laughs> but Wally had, uh, well, he kind of had Jay. Well, yeah, he had his grandfather Ridley figure of Jay, but Wally had, um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on her name? Come on. I can't think of it now. He's either. your Flash. I don't, I, I'm, I'm blanking now too. All I can think is Iris, and that's not right. That's not right. I can see her as plain as day. Linda. Linda. He had Linda. So, and this whole idea that the Flash is the family, like VDC, kind of like he needs a support system, you know, like he's kind of the heart of the JLA. He's not just, and Wally was the heart and also the kind of comedic play off of him, especially in the animated series. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think in Grant Morrison's run, he's the young kid that was trying to step up. And, you know, he kind of had comedic beat, you know, beats every once in a while, but he's kind of that, uh, useful, vibrant spirit that yeah. I, that I'm missing. That heart, you know, because even though Barry's younger mm-hmm. in the new 52, he still feels old. Yeah. And since he's not connected with anybody really, and that's all up in the air, there's not that heart in the book that I, I kind of want, that I want in a flashbook. I'd agree. I I can't even just before before the new fifty two. I just couldn't get into the Barry Allen Flash. It wasn't. It just didn't. It just didn't feel right. It just yeah, didn't. It, it felt like it was being forced back. 
Yeah. Because people mm-hmm. wanted it for so long. Yeah, and then we were supposed to remember coming out when he came back. No, it, everything's going to be fine. We're going to have that flash family of books. You're even going to have the kids that nobody liked, uh, you know, having their powers. And, you know, that was the promise of Flash Rebirth. You know, the final pages of all the Flash yeah. the kids in the, like, Speed Force costumes, you know. And you're like, all right, I can kind of see this working now. This was going to be awesome. And it it's was... going to be the Incredibles, but everybody's super. Of dash and it was it was also that thing of is with green lantern rebirth you got mm-hmm. green lantern core you know you got a branching out a bigger a bigger thing and they had this ability to do that and then they right. didn't yeah they shut it down big time and well, even in the um, flashpoint happened yeah yeah but even the stuff when they were going to have like the backup wally west stories in the flash books you know they nixed that and then, well, again, because they went into Flashpoint, yeah. and why launch something that's just going to be undid like four months later? Because everything's rebooting. I know. Sad. Flashpoint seemed like such a like. I I still don't. I understand New Fifty Two, and it really did work for them, but it seems like such a rushed like event. Yeah. Whereas, like, Infinite Crisis and all that, like, 52, like, they had the chalkboard, and, they, you know, Dan DiDio was doing this whole thing with, we have a three-year plan, everything's worked out, what we're doing is really focusing on one universe, one one set of these characters at their most iconic. And then, New 52 is kind of like the, well, their most iconic might not be the most palatable for a mainstream audience, so now we're going to try to make all these characters the coolest they can be, and not so much their icons. Well, I think what we're seeing now is more what Marvel had done with the Ultimate Universe, where yeah. they started fresh. It's a brand new continuity. It's more accessible, and with DC's big push into film now, mm-hmm. I mean, Batman Begins, like, yeah, that franchise is gone, but we got Superman back. We're looking into Superman, Batman. We're looking into where they can go, possibly. They got I Green Arrow they, on the television show. And which this is, is all like DC entertainment now. Mm-hmm. Like This is them trying to boil things down to let's make it as accessible as possible. And that that's what you have. Yeah. DC Entertainment got started in 2009. When Paul Levitz uh, looked up things. That <laughs> when we started podcasting in 2009, uh, Paul Levitz stepped down. And, and then... Uh, from editor and she, you know, what, what a president of uh, DC Comics and became the overall uh, contributor to DC Entertainment and the start of the whole reshape, rebranding of DC Comics. And the shape that we got now, but yeah, it just felt. Yep, let's well, let's just make a clean break. But then they didn't clean break because Batman's the same, and then Green Lantern's, Green Lantern's, the, Lantern's same. the same. So you have all this kind of wiggly, wobbly, timey-wimey stuff with Superman is the first superhero again, but Batman was also, was, was around before Superman was, but he was in the shadows. So therefore, Superman's the first public superhero. But he doesn't, he didn't inspire all the other heroes, like how every comic book event that they've had for the past 20 years, you know, says that he's the center of the DC 
multiverse. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. On Final Crisis, that was the whole thing. Infinite Crisis, he had the, yeah, Infinite Crisis, he had the cool Barry Allen, Wally West team up and Bart Allen, like, team up in that, like, oh. yeah. Or they're pushing Superboy Prime through, through the Speed Force. Yeah, and then, uh, he comes back, uh, Bart comes back older. Mm-hmm. And the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just, I really hope to get that Flash character that I like and, Another book that I want to buy from DC because I'm I'm down to like one book that I buy from DC right now. Four, three in continuity, one out of continuity. No. Batman, Nightwing, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, New Guardians. How's the fallout Four. from uh, for Nightwing? How's the fallout from Final uh, it, Forever Evil? It's not done yet, so oh. there's it's still just him in Chicago doing his his thing. With Zuko? Not Zuko. Well, that's yeah. done. Like, that ended, like, maybe oh. three issues ago. I haven't kept up. Yeah. No, I mean, it's still Nightwing, but, mm-hmm. yeah, there's none of that fallout. Yeah, you're not going to see that until, like, April. After everything wraps up, Forever Evil's actually done. Mm-hmm. It's a long It's a long thing. Yeah. It was, what, seven issues? Yeah, but it started last summer. It started a lot... No, last September. So, yeah, that's not... That's only been three months so far. Four months... September, October, November, December, January. Five months. Yeah, so nine months. So yeah, yeah February, almost. March, wrap it up. Yeah, so, you know. April, you get the fallout. Like, they yeah. haven't released the April solicitations yet oh, because... All the worst fallout happens nine months gonna... after, you know, the first... <laughs> that that first action take in place, sir. Oh, that wasn't apparent. Oh, I, I did not get that at all. I didn't get it either. Fallout. The worst kind of fallout happens nine months after. Oh. Yeah, that's all right. Nightwing, still Nightwing. Yeah. Any other news, boys? I I don't have anything. Uh, Wii U sales and 3DS sales uh, dropping down negative is making Nintendo a little nervous. They're actually kind of talking about maybe supporting mobile, coming out with games for mobile devices. So it just screams the end. Yeah, that's just like uh, let's let's scatter and see what we can do to diversify our portfolio. Yeah, uh, I think they need to start just licensing. I mean, like Sega, licensing out those games that everybody wants to play. Mm-hmm. And the reason that people do buy those systems to play are the games that, you know, yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Are the games that Nintendo publishes. They, yeah. they, you buy the system to play Nintendo games. And why bother anymore? Yeah. Really? Because, but you know, even uh, those games aren't great anymore mm-hmm. though. And yeah. they were really hoping that the, uh, Mar- Super Mario World Super Mario 3, what is it called? New Super Mario Brothers World for the Nintendo Wii U, you know, where you could be Cat Mario, would really be a platform seller, and uh, so far they're readjusting their uh, projected sales lower from this holiday season than they thought they would have gotten, so... Well, it also, I mean, it's like a lot of these systems, they put the system out, but 
none of the games are coming out. So it's almost like, why buy it right away until those games really do come out that and you really the, want to play? The third-party like publishers that sell games to people, they're not supporting the Wii U because it's a completely different like um, framework that they need to work with. They have to... It's not as powerful as the other systems. They have to adapt to the Wii U, like the control pad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nah, let's not put all that time and money into that when we can just develop one game and then port it between Sony and Xbox. No. And especially when you see that people aren't buying the Wii U, why put that yeah. trouble into it? EA's basically like had a exodus from supporting Nintendo. They're not doing anything yeah, with them. Because the... they tried and it mm-hmm. doesn't sell. And the games just didn't work. I mean, I remember watching you play like <laughs> Madden oh. <laughs> on the Wii U. That was like the worst thing ever in the world. It was like the backyard football version of Madden. It was like so... Oh, it well, was that's so... because that's what they have to do because the system just can't support a more full finished version of the game. Yeah, but they even made it. Like, they even... Like, dude, Madden, like, for my Sega Genesis, didn't baby it, though. You know, it was still good. You know, it was still a a good simulator of the game. This, it was just not... It was really bad. Yeah. Where they had the dance. Get Boost up your team by having an end zone touchdown dance with your Wii U, with with the Wii controllers. Oh, keep moving. Like, what? I remember when you had to run and you had to shake the sticks, too. It was really funny watching you do that. You and Scott playing together and just me just like eye rolling behind you. So bad. I'm like, this isn't this isn't what I want from my video game system. From Madden, like I don't want to need to dance in the end zone. Oh, that was just the worst. (laughs) That's because they it's shoehorning an experience that doesn't belong in. It's the console demanding. An experience of a video game, not the video game demanding an experience from the console, which I have a problem with. Like, the video game should be like, all right, we're gonna push the boundaries of this this video game system to give the players the best experience possible. Not, well, you got to use our motion control, guys. So therefore. You gotta put this in there somewhere and, you know, screw the experience for the actual, you know, end user, the player. One of my problems with the Kinect. I have another ball pen Kinect. Or PlayStation. I don't own a PlayStation. Well, yeah, that's more, if you're using that, you're using it for those games. I mean, yeah, now with Xbox One, it comes with the system, but it's a little bit more work into the games as it is. Well, the 6 like with, controller, there was a lot of, like, every game had to have some 6-axis movement with the controller, like uh, but, Ratchet and Clank, you had the, like, a kite kind of flying thing that you had to control, even Uncharted, one of the Uncharted games had some 6-axis, like, mini-game in it. It has those controls, but it's not absolutely necessary. Even, like... Um, Twisted Metal, like if you want to do your boost, like you're supposed to like flick your controller. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, you could still just like hit buttons instead. Mm-hmm. That's even the Kinect now on the Xbox One. Like you don't have to use it. That's good. And you know, yeah. You know when you walk into the room and you say Xbox, turn on, 
and it loads, you know, it registers who's sitting in there and it, it brings up your two profiles. Like I was sitting in the living room with my brother-in-law when he turned his Xbox box on and controller one was him and controller two was the character that I built on that. You know, so if I wanted to play with him, I could just pop on right then. You know, it registered us. Did you guys see the video of the guy who was trolling people on Xbox One? He had his gamer tag set as Xbox like, Go to Dashboard. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to piss people off in the games. Mm-hmm. So when like people that aren't paying attention or kids would go to yell at them, they would just be like, Xbox, go to Dashboard, what are you doing? But the Kinect reads that yeah. as the command. <laughs> yeah. So people are getting dropped from the games. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. It, it was actually really funny because he put together like, just a video yeah. of people yelling at him. And then it's like you hear kids and be like, Xbox go to dashboard, what? No, no. <laughs> and, and then you get the wow. people like, Xbox go, oh, I see what you're doing there. Smart. That's really funny. It's, it was really funny. I'm going to look that up. I recommend it. Yeah. I also recommend our next beer. Uh, this is... One of our favorites. Uh, this is the 15th anniversary um, from Ithaca Brewing. We've had it many times on here. And I was walking through and I said, hey, 200th episode, I'm going to buy uh, a favorite mm-hmm. beer of ours. Something that's also getting rarer to find. Mm-hmm. They just brought it back at uh, Wegmans. We have like our five. Local we have sure. four bottles sure. now nice. at, the, at the store. So... And it's not a big it's fun. It's still a good mm-hmm. rye. Still good. It's a good rye. I'm. Anybody else getting a s- slight strawberry up up top on it? Like a. No. no it's me. No. I get that. All that cookie, maybe. Probably the cookie. Uh, I get that Belgiany mm-hmm. kind of taste right in the back, and that nice kind of rye darkness to it. I, I'm getting <laughs> some sort of like real. Oh, a Are you bit having of a stroke? No, I'm not smelling toast, so I'm fine. Having this makes me look forward to 16, whenever that comes out now. March? April? Yeah, usually. It's, it's usually been like April, because we got 14 when we went to Boston for the convention. Yeah. Oh, we got... I'm just saying, listeners, we are two weeks away from Alchemy Hour from Great Lakes coming out again. <laughs> That's true. You are two weeks away. That was a great beer, It is too. good. good uh, it's it's gonna be. It's gonna replace my backwoods bastard yeah. that I was constantly buying, mm-hmm. especially knowing that it's only gonna be around for a couple months. Yeah, it's only around for that month because they move March goes right into Rye of the Tiger, yeah. then April. I so think it just starts... means I have to buy a bunch of it and drink it right away. Yeah, because you can't hold well, on to you it. You don't do hold that on anyways. So and then April, uh, April I think starts Lake Erie Monster through April, May, June. That's another good one, but man, Alchemy Hour. No, is so okay. March good. is uh, the Holy Moses White, and then yeah, then don't do do like Doppel Rock. Doppel Rock is somewhere. That's more in like the a summer. summer one, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, they have it on their website mm-hmm. if you want to look into this. I don't know why they don't do that Alchemy Hour. Like if they did time. it, if they did it year round, I would buy it year round. Mm-hmm. Anytime I was looking for an IPA. Something special, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a nice sweetness to it. It was really good. That honey. Mm. Yeah. Mmm. 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 But you know what, Paul? What else are you looking forward to? Mm. Comic book's coming out 
January 22nd. 22nd, yeah. not the 28th. It's, it's a two-themed episode with our 20th anniversary from Otter Creek, our 200th episode, comic books coming out the 22nd. I'm afraid Toothpaste is going to show up any Ooh. moment. Rob the second National Bank. Yeah. Well, he's double parked. I haven't watched that in a while, and I need to go back to it. <laughs> Twisted took up all my Star Kid time, and now it's time to move on. Backwards. Totally musical Batman. Couldn't get into Twisted as much as I wanted to. I I really enjoyed Twisted. I thought it was really good. Uh, I this... what is Twisted again? What are we talking about? We should uh, explain. It's everybody's first episode. Uh, it's a uh, Star Kids. You can find them on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. But it is uh, Twisted is uh, the story from Jafar's point of view from Aladdin, and uh, much like uh, Wicked. Mm-hmm. It's a tale of the witches. This is about Jafar. He's not a bad guy. That's misunderstood. But Holy Musical Batman by the same people. Really good. Very good. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. And the uh, uh, Harry Potter musicals that they've done. Yeah. But, John, what what book were you I already asked to? you, Paul. You've been, you've been waiting for your pick from Marvel. My pick from Marvel? Am I really picking for Marvel? Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. Before that, that's what it's, I know. Last week, I picked the final issue for this volume of Fantastic Four, because it seemed like kind of like somewhat of the wrap-up from what was happening in FF. And this week, I'm picking the wrap-up of FF with FF number 16. So, And it's written by an Allred and drawn by an Allred. Lee and Mike Allred co-building this issue together. Co-creating? Co- Yeah. And, and their brothers. Brothers that learn how to work together. That's amazing to me. I, I don't get that at all. Nobody knows what that song is, Chris. Well, if they want, if they're familiar with Star Kid, they do. Yep. And if they look it up, then they'll get it. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I explained it. There you go. That's all you need to do. John? Uh, I am also looking forward to a book from Marvel. And this is Hawkeye number 16. I love this book. I just uh, absolutely enjoy it. No special, like, anything like Paul's. Is, oh, this is the last one. I'm just, when I heard it was coming out, I was very excited. And I'm going to buy it Wednesday morning and read it probably before I go to work. Because yeah, I another, like it that much. Another Kate Bishop issue. Mm-hmm. Kate Fishu. That's what I call those. <laughs> They've, okay. I've uh, never said that before. That was a lie. Everybody. Last month's was really fun with her, so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Also worth noting that this episode, uh, episode, this issue is shipping before Hawkeye number 15, which has been pushed back to February. Oh, wow. Yes. Because of tying and stuff? No, or? just delays. Like the books. Okay. Delayed. And they got the different artists working on the Cape Bishop issues, right? Yeah. Because those think are that the... heavily shadowed issues that everything's in black silhouette almost well no this every that was just the annual okay like, this the last one 14 wasn't like that at all did you read 14 i'm not sure now because mm-hmm. i'm remembering it's where she's in california and she's trying to become the private investigator right for yeah she gets hired on by the the couple yeah, or the, the couple. yeah 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 so yeah i read it yeah. wasn't that heavily no no, no. man Guys, my memory must be in black and white. Yeah. It's horrible. Nostalgia for you. Uh, I, too, am looking forward to 
a Marvel book, and mine is going to be Wolverine and the X-Men number 40. We are winding down on this favorite X-Men book of mine from Jason Aaron. Art by Pepe La- Lazara, Laraza. Um, Laraza. He, he was like on, Laraza. He was yeah. on Ultimate Spider-Man for a little while. Hmm. Um, this is wrapping up Wolverine and the X-Men. We've got two more issues after this one, and then it will be relaunched with the new number one, but at that point, Jason Aaron's not on it, so I am not either. Mm-hmm. But after the Battle of the Atom crossover we had uh, over the past couple of months, S.H.I.E.L.D. is making their play and trying to take out the Jean Grey school. And they're coming for the X-Men, so... What? Why would they want to take out the Jean Grey school? It seems like the most stable environment for you. I know, kids. right? It's, it's, it seems great. And yeah. no problems stem from be, being there at all. No, it seems like a weird thing to do. It's kind of like, what are, did they take a note out of the Buffalo's playbook by closing down parochial schools? And. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. local news. Local news for you. That's yes. a reference that no one will get. No. I was worried about my Star Kid one. <laughs> yep. Um, but I'm making a very local one because I know nobody, that's, it's meant not to be gotten. I'm, I'm looking forward to this book. I'm also looking forward to it wrapping up because I'm enjoying Amazing X-Men a shit ton right now. Oh, you, you got Nightcrawler being a badass Nightcrawler. I know. Um, yeah, it, I man, uh, Amazing X-Men has been amazing. I gotta really do. It's I'm really getting good. the same feeling from Amazing X-Men that I got from Wolverine and the X-Men when that one mm-hmm. launched. It's it's a lot of fun and and it's your only issue three in and I'm kind of mad mm-hmm. that it's not more. Because they haven't even, like, stuff isn't really, really happening yet because it's still all the different guys making it into, you know, the, uh. You can't say, you can't say stuff's not happening because. Well, no, stuff's happening, but it's still, it's following each group as they hit hell or they hit heaven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the beast stuff was a lot of fun. Yeah, beast stuff's really. So it's like. I love the way Jason Aaron writes beast in it. Yeah. But it, it's all setting the stage for those characters and oh, yeah. what they are going to be. Yeah, like, I have no I have no problem with it, but it just, like, at first I was like, oh, it still isn't, like, really, the story really isn't progressing, but then I'm just like, this is the greatest thing ever written. This with Beast. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and even know. Nightcrawler just calls out, oh, you've changed your look again, my friend. <laughs> you know, in the four years we've been podcasting, Beast has had four different looks. No. <laughs> Remember, it was really cat-like. Yep, uh, that was Grant Morrison, and that was before that was we started. Yeah. And then uh, he got more ape-like when, uh, right before Bendis took over. You know, they made him more apey looking. And then... why? Well, I, I think that was just a lot of the artists couldn't do that cat look. Like every artist just had their own kind of way mm-hmm. about drawing it, and it just couldn't stay consistent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. I don't know. It just wasn't any consistency from, like, issue to issue. It was just me trying to segue. I know, I know, I'm just saying. You know, that was, my two, that hey, was my two cents about it. It's cool, you know, you got everybody's got to be a de- derailer at some point. Oh, we're not even That's what Paul calls derailer. his oh, Why did we he bring up derailer before? Oh. I thought there was a beer we had that was called the derailer. No, that's the one that's coming out from the Hamburg Brewing Company. Oh, okay, that's why we brought it up. Okay, my bad, yeah. That was about... me trying to segue again to the wrong beer. Yeah, we weren't about... even drinking that. I opened the bolt cutter. Unless you're talking about your penis being brought up. Nope. Not talking about Big Ben. 
No, you said you call your penis the derailable, Paul. I called it out on the I show. have a lot of I have a lot of names. There's a lot of pet names I have for my wiener. <laughs> Look forward to those drawings coming out <laughs> next year. Ah, uh, guys. Four what's years. This, what's this next? Uh, well, we got to talk about Bolt Cutter, but we also have to do a dramatic reading after we talk about Bolt Cutter. And Paul hasn't even finished his 15. That's very true. Like, you guys are drinking it hard tonight. I'm on vacation. Oof. I'm off the next two days. I don't need to work tomorrow, so, yeah. I guess it's a mini-vacation. Yeah, you're off tomorrow? Yeah, yeah tomorrow's Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that's right, we're recording Mon- on Saturday. Monday's a holiday. Ah, oh, sleepy time, Chris. You're so much fun. Are we actually recording this time? Yeah, yeah. All right. And now, a dramatic reading from Batman Annual, number one, page 25, panel four. Victor, get out of the way! Ah. And that was a dramatic reading from Batman Annual, number one, page 25. I dare say that was the most dramatic reading that we've had on the podcast ever. I brought my shit today. Yeah, he did. You stepped your game up, son. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Batman, one of the characters that have died and also come back to life while we were recording this podcast. Nice. Probably and the uh, biggest character. Something mm-hmm. else I enjoy. This beer. <coughs> this is uh, Bolt Cutter from Founders. This is uh, their 15th anniversary beer. Yeah. Year, about a year old. Yeah. Uh, and 15%, which is pretty it's from, high. It's from 2012, so a little bit more. Yeah, but we drank this last year when we did our barley wine, so I think it came mm-hmm. out right at the kind of cusp of this is a, end of 2012, beginning of... And it was an expensive bottle of beer. It's, uh, it, it, is was, an, it was expensive. It was, it was like $20. 23, $23. Yeah. or something like that, somewhere around that price for, right? For, so, um... Yeah, it seems like high alcohol because I think it numbed my tongue a little bit. Hmm. Uh, still a good barley wine, but it's mm-hmm. n- nowhere near as good as. Yeah, it's not punching your mouth in the in your face. But it, fresh. but it yeah. had a nice like kind of fruity like raisiny mm-hmm. kind of taste to it. This is still metal. a very good beer though. Yeah. Very good barley wine. It's good, just not as good as it once was. Yeah, but it's still still tasty. It's not quite a former shadow of itself. But it's getting there. Yeah. Uh, so if you have one, uh, you don't should, waste, you should drink, drink it. it. Yeah, drink it soon because that's an expensive bottle. I think I, I have to say I think if it's a barley wine that you like, drink it. Don't mm-hmm. save it. Yeah, don't wait on it. Just enjoy that. If it's a barley wine, you're like, eh, I don't really like it. Then save it mm-hmm. because that happened with uh, what old howling bastard. Yeah, yeah. We did not like that. Your old liked it much better. So, yeah, if it's a beer you really like, eh, maybe not hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some people... Something, unless, unless something it, we've learned over time. Over time! Mm-hmm. Over the four years we've been doing this. We've only been aging for maybe two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's something that we've really brought, and I think our beer knowledge is something that's really grown. Mm-hmm. And uh, are constantly trying to find new things, because... When we're doing this show, and just in our personal lives, too, we're really become heavy drinkers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, what you're, that's what you're going to say. I, I've been trying to, you no matter, know. <laughs> no matter how you try to dress it up, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I, I try to clean up some of uh, my heavy drinking. I no longer drink 
I try not to drink during the week or when other people aren't around. If I'm hanging out with somebody, you know, I'll drink. But, uh, yeah, the podcast night is like my one night of really good drinking. Yeah. I'd say so. I Every once in a while, I, I'll buy something and just be like, mm-hmm. I'm this is what I'm going to sit and enjoy or I'm yeah. going to have this. That's what I do. But it's been the holiday season, so... Man, Irish You've been cream. hanging out with people. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been hanging out with people, but also, man, I love Irish cream. Like, for dessert, like, that's what I'll have. I'll pour myself, like, a two fingers worth of Irish uh, cream and no. just sip on that over ice and just, uh, so good. Instead of, like, cookies or ice cream, like, yeah, that'll be my little nightly treat. Irish cream, Kahlua, and vodka, shake it up over ice, and then... For it. Isn't that like a Russian, but instead of milk, you do... Uh, it actually has another name, oh, really? but it's delicious, yeah. Yeah, it sounds it. it I'm trying like to think of a, a name for it, and I got nothing. I forget what it's called. It's like a snickerdoodle. Hmm. I don't know. You made the weirdest face I know. Was, that. Snickerdoodles are sinister. You say You say snickerdoodle, you need to make a cute face. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. So what were you doing then? <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> it was. They can't all be good ones. Though. They can't all be good In ones. In over 200 episodes, we've had a few. Yeah, you know, but I, we've been we've been doing this for a while now. Since yep. what was it? 2009. 2009. Yep, June of 2009. So yeah, like we've we've had a lot of experiences, and we've. Yeah. Done a lot. We've grown. We've changed. We've adapted, mm-hmm. and and that's for everything. Like beer. You make us sound like the Borg. What the hell? <laughs> well, if you're resisting <laughs> us, hey, guess what, listeners? That's futile. Uh, yeah, no, we we we're trying to grow our our taste and everything. I don't think my comic book tastes have changed much. You know, I still like Paul. You stuff. Well, even just before, like with the recording before that, you didn't like Marvel at all. Or no, you didn't like DC. You were a Marvel guy. Yeah, before when we first yeah. went to or like our first convention, I was more of a Marvel guy than DC. It took Identity Crisis to really get me into DC mm-hmm. on what they were doing with that shakeup. And honestly, before that, DC was a little, I think, troubled. Like that, uh, even during the, they had some really bad stuff. Like when. Uh, who was writing Justice League like right at the time? They did the arc of the Pain of the Gods, and it was just horrible with uh, the Flash running around to oh, change Chuck, all the Chuck Austin, yeah, to change all the batteries in Central City of the fire uh, smoke well, no. detectors. Well, like somewhere burned down, and like he didn't get there. Yeah, fast enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but. And, and, then, and that's what that, like, that, his run was, was every issue was focused on another, like, member of the Justice League failing, mm-hmm. and just how they deal with it. They don't deal with it well. No, they're a bunch of prima donnas. But, uh, but we're not talking about them, we're talking about us, because this is a horrible self-serving episode. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> 200. Uh, you know, and I, I have to say, aside from... The little bit of time that we were doing this where I had some, I had not financial mm-hmm. troubles, but I just really couldn't afford to get all the comic books I really wanted and get out and mm-hmm. buy them. But from when I think, when I jumped back into comics about 12 years ago, I think I was still the same kind of comic book buyer. I buy a lot of indie stuff and very few, uh, 
mainstream stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like two things from Marvel, one thing right now from DC. Uh, But last year, man, I was DC heavy. I bought Mm -hmm. lots, lots of stuff. Actually, probably about three years, three, four years ago. We bought all of the new 52 back when it first came out between the three of us. But I wasn't buying anything from Marvel just recently. It's because it's different takes on those big name heroes. Mm -hmm. Thor, Hawkeye, like, I I never thought I would read those, but those are really different style kind of books coming out of Marvel. Yeah, because I I really do have to hand it to Marvel. They understand that it doesn't just, it's not just a fresh take on the characters themselves. It's a fresh take on how comic books are comic book stories are told and they bring in artists and creators that will change things up Mm -hmm. jonathan hickman has a very graphic design you know set to him jamie mccalvey and uh, kieran gillen Gillen also you know also bring that kind of indie like feel to their books and they also have a very graphic design with some of their work also, I think with where we're going with comic books now, too, is they are serious, but people are a little bit more willing to have fun with it now. Mm-hmm. And not just the medium, but actually within the writing, too. Yeah, it's not every book needs to quote-unquote matter. Yeah, it doesn't only have want to, be, books to be... It doesn't have to be a book that like it matters, like it's changing what's happening for mm-hmm. all the other comic books. But a book that's kind of self-contained and just tells a great story and might change things for the characters within mm-hmm. that book, but it doesn't do anything for, yeah, this, you know, the this, other books. Uh, line it's, wide. it's like X Factor mm-hmm. should have been completely separate from all those, whatever, all yep. the main events that are going on in all those other X-Men books because they are, they mm-hmm. should be away from but, that. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. But how do you get people that aren't followed by X Factor then? Like, and yeah. that's, but here's the thing: is is, is any of those people who are reading X Factor tr- waiting for that Madrox detective a- well. the, the the detective yeah. agency of these guys like working in Mutant Town and doing yeah. this? They well, never got back to working in Mutant Town because, well, because decimation happened and there was no more Mutant Town because they killed off because of M Day. Yeah. But you know, but the so but the thing the is, book had to change because. But of, yeah, but even still changing, it still could have been that mm-hmm. group of mutants doing a the detective Veronica thing. Veronica Mars doing... of the Marvel Universe. That's what I That's... signed up for. That's what I and wanted. They, wait, and... hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna spin that around. I think the only reason Paul likes Veronica Mars is because it <laughs> remind, reminds him of the better days of X Factor. <laughs> Very true. I can't wait until uh, they get back to what they were doing originally <laughs> with the new movie coming out. On his knees in the theater, just cranking it. And people are gonna be like, <laughs> "Sir, stop, stop masturbating to Christian Miller." She's like. <laughs> Her name's Jamie Madras. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> every time I think <laughs> every time you think of no. me masturbating. Every time I think about masturbating, I just see the masturbating bear from Conan now, and I just hear like <laughs> The Saber stance? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, for like the past decade. <laughs> it's my cross to bear, guys. Uh, Bear! 
<laughs> Fuck you. That was a great pun. I knew it. That's where you were going to. And I, I hated how much that I enjoyed it. <laughs> and I kind of and I saw that in you, how much you were enjoying that. And it just reminded me of how much I hate myself for enjoying it that much. Oh, yeah, I know. That was, that was a rough one. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I would have done the same exact thing, and I hate myself for it. That's all. That's all. So, so that was episode <laughs> We still got another beer to drink. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, uh, but yeah. like I'm, I was the same way. Like once getting back into comics, I was a little bit heavier on the DC, and I dabbled in Marvel. But then over time, I just I fell off of Marvel, and I was just. DC with some indies like interspersed throughout there. But then it's just been within the past two years. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm buying this Marvel book now. Well, now I'm buying this. And honestly, at this moment, it's half and half Marvel DC. Right. Well, back when we first got into comic books, remember what DC was doing? They were doing new frontier with mm-hmm. Darwin cook. They were doing, uh, Jeff Johns on the flash doing his rogues war. He, they were doing, Stepping up with Brad Meltzer coming out of his, you know, coming back after the Green Arrow run to do Identity Crisis. And then out of that, 52. Yeah. Which is probably, I still believe, the best all-encompassing comics, like mainstream tights and capes, like superhero work to be, to have come out from any publisher. <coughs> Image Comics, you know, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, any of them. I I definitely think so. And like when I find somebody who's trying to get into comics, and you know, like I have a friend Joe who every time I see him goes, "What next?" Mm-hmm. And like he said to me the other day, like Spider Man, I want to know what Spider Man's to read. And I was like really racking my brain, and I came up with a couple. And then I was like, really, I, you should just do a Google search for Spider Man stories, like the best Spider Man stories. But one of the big things I told him is like. 52. Mm-hmm. Like, it is one of the best, it's one of the greatest stories, and you really, really need to try to read it. Because it is, it's, it's just awesome. With, uh, with Spider-Man, give him The Evil That Men Do, the first two issues, and then say, and when he asks you what next, uh, he wants to watch, read the third, tell him no. For Make, make him Eight wait. years. <laughs> and then finally give it to him. And then give it to him. Yeah. I don't remember I don't. how long of a wait that was. Three and four. Also had Nightcrawler in it. Yeah. Who no. died and have come back who, who, since who the recording of the Bag and Broadcast. Just came back, but he barely yeah. made it. <laughs> he barely before, made it before 200. Thank you for paying attention, Marvel, making sure you got that one out. Oh, for Chris's wish. He, he wrote Marvel every week. Every day. Cable. Also, died and came back. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Magic. Died and came back. Agent Brand left and nobody cared and then she came back. <laughs> I didn't realize she even left. Well, yeah, with Sword, like that didn't really matter during Astonishing, you know, after Astonishing X Men, and then all uh, of a sudden Sword was still around though. Yeah. But just background of books, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was trying to. It's all right. Because. Comic book deaths and rebirths are kind of like the, a show's, uh, those, you know, when a show ends and they bring out all the kids that were born during the run of the show. I, I, I would like to think that for comic book podcasts, deaths and rebirths are kind of like that kind of moment. 
Remember when Conan O'Brien did it with uh, the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, and he brought because he was only gold. on for yeah. like <laughs> two months. Yeah, and he brought out a goldfish. <laughs> and, like, I would love for comic book deaths to actually linger and last and have it mean something. I mean, as much as I'm glad Nightcrawler's back now, like I'd be okay with living in a world where it's like, no, we have to be inventive and move on and you know work with the characters we have. Make new ones. Let's introduce something different. Yeah, but one of the reasons I found out of uh, Hickman's, um, what was the series that just ended called? Uh, I stopped Shield? picking it up. No, not Shield. The, the Avengers. Event. The event. Infinity. It wasn't it called just Infinity? Yeah. The the, the Avengers. The big event? Avengers event. Oh, I didn't, oh, with Infinity. the yeah, Infinity. Yeah. Uh, because he introduced all the, you know, like Hyperion and uh, this character, Smasher, and like I, I didn't know who they were, and I didn't really care about them. Okay. And so it's really hard for me to, without that history, it's hard for me to grasp but, onto. A yeah, new but look character. at something like Fifty Two, which it was a lot of characters yeah. that. You really had nothing. I, I didn't know them. I had they no had s- that rich, rich history. But yeah, them yeah, but that you, I, I'm like, but who knows oh, what's you, into it? You could have that history with <laughs> these characters that you just haven't you, explored. You, you're starting it with them. You're, you're talking about Century at that, at that point, and everybody hates the Century. The Century was decent, like that Paul Jenkins, like miniseries that came out. Like that mm-hmm. was that was really good. That was really good. That was inventive. Like, yeah. do you see? Uh, that was smart. The Fairy Quest, Paul Jenkins' Fairy Quest, is yeah. ninety nine cents for one and two. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's sale on. They're they're going to be doing a uh, another like book of it. I saw that. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. It's nice. on Comicsology, ninety nine cents each. Check them out. Two bucks. Yeah, I forget mm-hmm. when we talked about that one. It was back like February last year. Yeah, so. it was a while ago. It's a while ago. Yeah, great price. Um, that's for for a comic book reader standpoint. That's why, like, I I understand. I would want that to be true. Like. But then, like as, like how I've been reading comic books, I wish I could be like I, I as somebody that's like looks at the medium. Yes, I want okay. there to be new characters coming out. But then, as the comic book buyer, I'm like, well, I don't know, really like these. I don't really know them. I, Marvel, and do I really want to spend the money on I this? I think Marvel, just even over the past four years, has been very good about that. Yeah, I mean. We're all reading Hawkeye right now. And Hawkeye is very much one of those characters. He mm-hmm. is just, he's on the Avengers. He's the guy that shoots the arrows. Most of these stories, but, they don't even shoot arrows. Yeah, he, it's just him, like, hanging out in his building, like, yeah. talking to people. A, a day-to-day life of this guy. But it starts it's, off it's, with him bringing a dog to a veterinarian saying, save this and damn dog. I love that story, and it's so disjointed, and there's so much mm-hmm. happening in it, but it all works. And... I never thought I would be not even just reading a Hawkeye book, but buying a Hawkeye book, liking a Hawkeye book. And again, that's something Marvel has done because they have those creators that are like, mm-hmm. no, I, I love Hawkeye. I want to write a Hawkeye book. Here's what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Bendis is the king of that because look at everything that he's brought back in our time as comic book fans again. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, Spider-Woman. These are all characters that... Skrulls. The Skrulls. They 
were, you made scrolls a threat. They existed, but they were just kind of there in the periphery. Like mm-hmm. that was that character that would show up in the background of a different character's book and mm-hmm. maybe say like, "I'll help you," and it's like, "Oh yeah, Captain Marvel's there, cool." Mm-hmm. But they're back now. They have those rich histories that they're trying to reinvigorate that character, and I think for the most part, it's really been working for them. Yeah, and I think we love Hickman. Right. Reinvigoration works. Introducing new characters in these, like, really muddled continuities, I don't, for whatever reason, doesn't really work for me. Like, I, I can get behind a reinvention of a character more so than I can get behind a new character. Like, I never read Gravity, and I feel bad about that because that's my yeah, that's and, you know, I, and that fun kind of character that I probably should have really enjoyed. I think one of the things that I've really become over the the 12 years of being back in comic books mm-hmm. is totally out of event books. Mm-hmm. I was picking up and reading Superman and enjoying it. It went into a big event, crossover into all the other super books, dropped it, dropped the whole series. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it. I'm not going to spend all that money on all these other books. And I'd rather just drop off of the whole thing completely. And I, I don't mind, I don't mind at this point, I feel a little bad about it, but I don't mind being completely off the radar on a lot of books and what's going on with all those mm-hmm. other books. What's, you know, what's the big thing here? What's the big thing here? I think the last event thing that I actually was really interested in was the Court of the Owl stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was such a gripping story on its own in the Batman book that I wanted to see where it was going to branch out into yeah. those Bat family books. It was the new Sinestro Cold War, but we've, in the time frame that we've been recording, or, you know, this podcast, doing, not this individual, but our series of podcasts, is the perpetuation of events. Like, Marvel started doing it where every event basically ended in a cliffhanger to lead into the next event. And now DC is doing the same with uh, the Pandora. What was that called? Uh, defining the box of Pandora. Trinity? Or the, uh... The, oh, it was oh. Justice League War. The Trinity War. Oh. Or, or yeah. Was yeah. it called Trinity, Trinity War? War? Yeah. And that led into Forever Evil. And then Forever Evil will more than likely lead into something else. And Marvel was doing it even before we started with, uh, Circular yeah, like, Invasion led into Dark Avengers, which led into Siege. Siege that led into Heroic, Fear itself. And then and the Heroic Age, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's where they can get the comic book readers. Yeah, because sell. it's like they sell it because it's like, hey, John, you read Superman, but now here's this sweeping event that's going to take place in all these books, and it's going to be a big story. There's that urge there. It's like, oh man, I I want this story. Cooler heads prevailed with you. Then you're like, no, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. With Court of the Owls, we bought and read all of those books. With Forever Evil, they mm-hmm. have that core series, but then they have you know the four or five miniseries that spring off of it because people do want to get yeah. that whole story. And the best way to sell those books is to make each story bigger and more far-reaching than the last. Like mm-hmm. I liked um, Infinity. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was cool. Like I was kind of sad that you didn't continue reading it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's I just one couldn't of those... get into it. 
like all those character moments really saying mm. missing for me mm. to me because it was like oh we, we got to move on to this group that's doing this it was all like the action the action the action and then i was supposed to read like two other books in order like the new avengers and See, also I... avengers to get those actual like okay that scene that you saw in infinity it sounds like gonna, a versus x we're going to expand it here and get those character moments in this book, and I, there was a diagram in the back, and I I like the action though. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like, I was okay with just getting the action because, mm-hmm. as much as I like having the full story, all those character moments, mm-hmm. the action and the story itself was being handled really well in like the what two or three issues of Infinity that yeah. like you picked up that I I got what I wanted from that alone. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see what Captain America and the Avengers are doing on their spaceship. Over here, because I want to see. Okay, no, what's what's Black Bolt gonna do now? Yeah, like that, and that was the hook for me. And there are those people that are like, no, what what are the Avengers doing here? And that's gonna sell those books. And of course, this is gonna lead into the next thing because everyone that read Infinity, you want to keep them on reading. You want to, you want them to be like foaming at the mouth for what's. You want them to be John's friend saying what's next. Exactly, and we're getting. Sorry, that's the point I want to make. And whether you've realized this or not, we're getting that in the Marvel movies, too, because we're trained to stay into the credits. <laughs> After the credits, now, for that next little teaser, like, what are they going to show us for the next movie? It's and, only a quarter to half of the audience that stays, I though. <laughs> but the people that do, they know. And they're the people that are going to be going to that next movie. And... All we're doing is, by saying to the end of the credits, we're buying that Final Crisis epilogue book. Yeah. We're buying that Infinity, the aftermath. Like, yeah, but that, I already it bought is. it when I paid for the movie ticket, though. You know, the only time I left the Marvel movie before the end credits were done was when you were going to buy the house. We all know. I had to go meet the realtor to sign the sales contract for this house, yes. I know. The only reason I know that is because he's mentioned it on the podcast a lot. I know, but every podcast is somebody's first. And the reason why I really <laughs> enjoy... <laughs> That's your excuse for everything now. It is. We're well, done 200 of them. There's need, a lot. You need to finish that because Chris and I are done with our second... I, I, you guys I, are lapping me on I might want like to, three yeah. more times. If we hadn't made you drink the uh, 15... Still be, I would still be sipping on a 15 because it's yeah. really good and I enjoyed it and We're I kind of wish to, I was still stop, drinking it. We still have bottles of it in the basement. Yeah, I know. And I went to rinse my glass yeah, I before I kind of want to rinse oh, 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 I thought you were going to drink all the bolt cutter. No, because I wanted to say this about Jonathan Hickman. The thing that I really loved about Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run was because he was able to balance those big, huge, idea, you know, cosmic Reed Richard ideas mm-hmm. with the Reed Richard that was upset that he was missing out on time with his family. You know, and that kind of balance the character. And in Infinity, I wasn't getting that balance because mm-hmm. that was happening in other books that I wasn't going to buy. Because, you know, budgets are budget. Yeah. yeah. Now I will finish this beer. Now sale. you will finish it. Ooh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Is this a sour? It is a sour. This is uh, Terra Incognita. Uh, this is a collaboration between Boulevard Brewing and Sierra Nevada. And this is a American wild ale aged in whiskey barrels. 
Um, let this, me sorry, try to get that whiskey. Just for checking in on untapped purposes, is this the 2013 or the 2012 version? Uh, I believe this is the 2013. It's, uh, it, yeah, 13. Okay. okay. Uh, best by 2015. Um, I don't really get the whiskey at all. It. I get a after you ask, like yeah. now when I take like a sniff of it, I do get the sour right off the nose. Mm-hmm. I get the sour off the nose. I do get just that linger after, like just let your you palate get a, like sit for a minute. You get a little, little bit of the whiskey burn. Yeah, kind of on the back of the tongue. Kind of, yeah, yeah. A lot of the sour right on the front yeah. of the tongue. Tight Belgian bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Boulevard Brewing. We have been in love with Ryan Rye. Mm-hmm. So when I saw like Boulevard Brewing, they got another whiskey barrel. I was I was really excited about this. I think this um, is going to grow on me the more I drink it. I don't hate it. No, I don't. I, I like it, but I think it will get better like the further yeah. down the glass. Yeah, I get. yeah. The more my palate is getting that first it, sip, it get, was like, well, wow. We don't know. Second sip, <clears throat> so much better. So I'm thinking by halfway through this class, and there's still I'm some more in the bottle. Kind of in love with it. Um, we've or had that you can have what's left because I had the rest of the bulk cutter. It's, it's all right, man. We we've no, had same. I don't. Four, that means you need it. to start drinking though. <laughs> four completely different style beers that all really strong, really mm-hmm. showcasing different flavors. Because um, even like the uh, the twentieth was fi- kind of. The fifteenth anniversary, going from the twentieth, yeah, it took me a couple sips in to go, oh yeah, this is the beer that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from Bolt Cutter, which is fifteen percent barley wine, it's mm-hmm. going to be big on that tongue. Coming into this, it takes a couple yeah. sips to really get to it and you change. Get calibrated. You get calibrated. You got to change gears going from a barley wine into a sour. Uh, if I had realized this was a sour, I think it probably would have opened it before the barley wine. But I just saw aged in whiskey barrels, and I thought we were going to get really, really strong whiskey. Mm-hmm. And this is actually um, what I uh, I read it to Chris in the break. It's like 45% aged in whiskey barrels, uh, 25% aged in oak barrels, mm-hmm. and then the other percent is um, a different ale complete, like a hoppy... Okay. A hoppy ale, and then they're mm-hmm. all blended together for this beer. Uh, that might be why we're not getting something like that. Too much of the whiskey, but the more sips that I've been taking, it does have that oaky, earthy. I, I get a little bit at the very back, just yeah. as an aftertaste. Yeah. Especially that warmth, you know, that whiskey kind of that whiskeyosity to it at the very end. Um, yeah, but it's not. Overpowering, like you get yeah. some from some of the uh, bourbon barrel ones that we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bourbon, bourbon is such a unique taste, mm-hmm. and it really, I think every single beer we've had that's been aged in the bourbon barrels, those beers have just blended almost perfectly with that bourbon aftertaste. That mm-hmm. those taste notes that you want. It's basically drinking a watered down bourbon. Just a bourbon that you're a bourbon allowed that's been watered to, down by beer. Yeah, a bourbon you're allowed to drink and not just sip on. You know, it's yeah. like if you want to drink bourbon, drink a barrel aged bourbon beer. If yeah. you want to sip and just really enjoy bourbon, sip and enjoy your bourbon. bourbon. I think the only the only bourbon beer that we've had that I haven't been like, oh wow, no, I like this. I can get all the characters that I really enjoy. 
was the Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It was a couple weeks ago, right? The was Brooklyn we, we did were... a while ago. Oh, we did there was have... one like recently that we were all kind of like, oh. Yeah, what was that? I can't remember what it was. Oh. It was maybe like three, four episodes ago. Yeah, it was just watered down. It yeah, I don't remember. I, yeah. It was watered down marinara, as Claptrap would say. Second uh, time you've made that reference. Oh, really? On the podcast? In two weeks, yes. Oh, yeah. sorry. Weeks off. We talked about it yesterday because Chris was wearing <laughs> yeah, a clap. Wearing he was wearing a clap, clap trap shirt. Well, because I've been playing a lot of that game and. You know what? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of, like, <laughs> poker online. Yeah, versus Ash from Evil Dead. <laughs> the, the guy yeah, from Borderlands. Borderlands. Claptrap and Listen, go on Max. your fucking Steam and download <laughs> Borderlands and then talk to us. I have great. Borderlands for the Xbox 360. Do you really? Yeah, Borderlands 2. Why haven't we all played together? I don't, well, I don't have Xbox Live. Well, so I don't either. Well, that's why, then. And that's why. Because you guys <laughs> don't have Xbox Live. No. Well, I'll sign up for Xbox Live tomorrow. I'm on vacation. <laughs> oh, my girlfriend's coming to town. Never mind. Yep. I only have the morning free. <laughs> Do they offer it in our form? Xbox Can I Live? get a free day? I'm really looking through Untapped to see what it was that we had. Huh. I'm going through all the Magic Hat beers I've drank over the past couple Yeah, you, you drank that whole uh, 12-pack. Yeah. Um, I know that we had... Jeez, uh, what did we... We had... Um, Goose Island's Bourbon County, and that was just... It was good. It, it was, it was good. worth it. The Moylan's. It was... Blarney Barley Wine. That's not it. That one it was, was just so... So overpowering. Mm-hmm. You know, that 14... 14%? Yeah. That just seemed... Just high alcohol just to be high alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know that craft or... Was is, it the Humdinger? Oh uh, no, that was that's a smoke. A, that wasn't okay. that, that was, was a smoke one. That wasn't a uh, bourbon barrel age. No, that was. I'm just going back looking at the ones that I rated I was, under two. What, we had I, a lot of bar. We've been drinking the barley wines because maybe I was thinking about the Moylan. We yeah, because that one and we we there. had uh, the the one aged in wild turkey was it was good, but was good it wasn't anything. I mean, it was such a low alcohol beer. The thing with uh, like we're talking about the camp the uh. What was it called? The Magic Hat, the Humdinger. What was it called? I forget what it was called. Camp. Burning. Yeah, something like that. Burning fire. Burning pile. Burn pile. Burn pile. Burn pile. Is that when I, I think of a smoked beer now, I really want just that that outer shell of a marshmallow that you just stuck <laughs> in the fire. Like, that's the flavor I want. I want that Rassler from... Uh, Porterhouse. I had smoke. I had uh, with front of the show Mike. We had a. It was a Belgian beer. It was a smoked vanilla oh, yeah. uh, porter, I believe. Really good. Oh. And it tasted like marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to find it. I found it once, and I didn't buy it because we were buying something else for the podcast. Oh, well, I, it was at premiere, so I was like, "They'll always oh. have this." I have, n- I have oh, yeah, not been true. able to find it. Yeah, that does stink. And I was just like, "Oh man!" And I had written it down, the name down. I can't even find where the name was. But I've been looking for that smoked vanilla porter, mm. Belgian smoked vanilla porter. It was sounds s- really good. It tasted like burnt kind of hate you for not buying that. We instead. were, in, we were in. You helped me find it when I found it 
at Premiere. I, I need to take up that mission again <laughs> and see if I can find it on my own. That sounds great. This is our new holy grail, guys. This is... It was it was absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I I really I'm kicking myself that I didn't buy it. Okay. I uh, forgive you. It's okay. I don't know any breweries know. from Memphis, but I'm hoping like we can get something decent from there. Like at least something good. Yeah. You know something. Hey, uh, you know it, I I have a friend who lives in Memphis, and she'll be coming here a few months from now, like six months from now, and she'll bring us beer, which hey! is great. But I don't even know any breweries out of. And she's Tennessee. been on the podcast, so that That's would make true. her yeah. a friend she's of the a podcast. Friend of the show, friend of the, show, friend of the show, Yeah, she she brought us Butterbeer the first time she was on. Yeah, yeah, for our Deathly Hallows review, mm-hmm. she was one of the first people to show up and set up for your Harry Potter party. Mm-hmm. One of one of my best friends outside of you, you two. <laughs> almost twenty years. I know. I basically that. had almost. Every one of my best friends outside of E2 on the show. <laughs> producer true. Scott Ed, was producer Scott, Scott Ed, and, and uh, uh, we have, Z we, was in the background of one episode. Yeah, we, we've never had Sat Eric in. on the show. Which, if we yeah. ever do a Star Wars one, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We you know, it's, it's been a long time since we've done a Star Wars. We, we probably will either when the movies come out or when we finally Jesus get like Christ, a, we're still doing it when the movie or, comes out or. We get a Disney Are you Marvel trying to comic. say you want to quit this? Wait a second. I thought our 200th episode was our last episode. I it's thought that's not. what we were in. I Paul, thought that's what we, we were in. Paul, Paul, look at this Paul, board that you Paul, spent money Paul, on. Finish that beer because we need to drink everything in the cellar tonight. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm on vacation, Paul. La- last weekend, Chris and I were going to drink 12 beers in an hour and 20 minutes. I was up for it until you came home at like 10 o'clock. <laughs> Dick. You had the day off. You could have taken a nap any time. I was waiting for you to come home. It'll By work. The door. It'll work. You were not. You were laying in bed. Yeah, because I got tired. <laughs> Listeners, do you feel like me? Oh, you hate sorry. it when mommy and daddy fight. So <laughs> you hate it when I wasn't invited to things you guys were gonna do. That sounds awesome. We thought no. We talked about no, it. No, we yeah. invited uh-huh. me. Yeah. We didn't invite the listeners, though. No. Well, we could have brought up Cut We can record her and record her. It would have been kind of fun to listen to us get drunk and, so, and talk about and like do commentary for The World's End that people could download. Did you ever actually we, ever see it? No. Oh, that's the best way to see it. <laughs> so, with us. This might drinking. be a not episode right now. That this should be. Where it will be, yeah. where we'll sync it up and it will we do it like riff tracks. Yeah. We'll tell and them we where to start. We have enough beers downstairs well, that are like just beers to drink. Beers we can There's drink, yeah. my freaking three pack yeah. right there. There's two beers right there. So. Just looking around. I, it's, we shouldn't do it after drinking all this stuff. Though. I feel bad because it's like I kind of feel like I live in an alcoholic squalor with all the beer that I surround myself with, <laughs> like in my basement. No, no, and then here, I'm like, got that just laying. I got beer just laying <laughs> out, just laying around in the house. In the house. It's not that bad though. No, it isn't. But it's not like you're just picking up bottles from who knows when, like tipping them, being like, "Up, oh, this one's empty." <laughs> Like you're not, the you're not struggling with it, Paul. That, that cellar <laughs> is not at its high point anymore. Yeah, we, we just had dwindling. We have like thing the down. random bottle of cereal killer here from when we brought him up last week. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. you making it sound like there's just beer sitting there. It's like no, this is from 199. Because like, he doesn't have his like his like is that your New Year's Eve batch? Yeah, yeah. See, we've been pulling. We pull out of that and drink out of it though. Mm-hmm. Well, as much as a uh, comic book buying tastes have changed. We've also changed the medium a little bit. Yeah. Well, you guys. I know. I will never go digital. I I like the physical in my hand. 
I still buy CDs, Paul. You're an idiot for even suggesting. I, yeah, that's that I, you would not want to buy the first, the physical. This is the first one that went over for, for comics. Yes, I was the first to go with apparently music and also with because I don't really buy music, but video games. Yeah, well, you're video Steve games. Yeah. yeah, and Steam Steve. is to you what Comicsology is to John. That is true. That is the except I, I read everything that I buy. Yeah, but. Steam is to me what Netflix is to John. Then, yeah. If you were taking the SATs, we, listeners, if that shows up on your SATs, let us know. That would that would be really weird. <laughs> that would be such an awesome thing to happen, but I know I, it's like I would just be scratching my head about that. And be like, the fuck, did that happen? I would. Uh, that would be amazing. But we we've all recently made the jump to all digital reading from mm-hmm. physical copies. John was kind of half and half before, but I, I was really holding out. I liked reading the physical copies. I like having the book in front of me. I like having that nice big page to look at, but if you've listened to the show over the past month and a half, you, you've heard us going back and forth about this, but it's, it's happened. Like we're all, we're all digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I just don't. Dare, dare I say your first all digital comic book podcast? No, okay. Yeah, I, won't, I, I wouldn't we'll say, say that. No, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who even gives a shit? Your second? No. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I, there's a lot of com- when you do a search for a a yes, all digital. A. <laughs> so when you do a search for comic book podcasts on iTunes, we don't even show up. Like that's how many there are. But I. I'll still be buying trades because there's books that I do want to have on my shelf, like mm-hmm. American Vampire, Fables. John, you read this one digitally, but Saga. Like, yeah. those are books that I want to have on my shelf. Like, John, you offered just to be like, no, you can read all my digital sagas. Like, I, I buy them when they come up. I was like, I, I want to sit down and read mm-hmm. that volume. Like, I, I want to see what happens. Um, it's going to take, uh, I'm sorry, John. Uh, no, go ahead. Cause I was, it's going to take, a very very specific artist to make me want to pick up traits of their work. Now, it's going to be the G.H. Williams III working on a project that I'm very interested I, in. I'm going to have to wait for the the Sandman one yeah. because that is something I I can't even think this, about. This is something interesting because I haven't read Sandman number one yet because I don't know if I want to buy it digitally because I know I'm going to buy the trade no matter mm-hmm. what. So I don't know if I should just wait for it to come out. And if I go that route, I'll probably be waiting for over a year because number two has been delayed so much. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, that's the thing. Like I want to read it, but I know I'm going to buy the trade no matter what happens. So do I hold off and just get the full, like full experience by reading start to finish and getting those double page spreads when I'm supposed to see a double page spread? Mm -hmm. Like, the J.H. Williams, like, when you're reading, the panels are actually going in a circular, like, pattern around between the two. Like, so you have to twist the book to read it. Do I, do I hold off? Like, uh, either you hold off or you just, you go into a comic book shop and buy it. Cause the whole reason I didn't buy it. I can't show my face at our comic book shop. <laughs> well, it's not our comic book shop anymore. I haven't been there in three weeks. Ugh. I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to be the three guy. Three weeks, three months. Three months. Oh, fuck yeah. 
I don't know if I want to be the guy that goes... There since I went that just goes in to buy one book. Goes in to be like, oh, do you guys have Sandman Overture number one? Because we did that when we went to your your old comic book shop, and they were just such douchebags, and we walked in there knowing what we liked and what we were looking for. Yeah, but that was the, the Hamburg comic book shop. No, no, Queen City. When we went in there, oh, remember? Queen City was, yeah, they were really bad. So, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. But yeah. it's not something you can just go up to like a spinner rack and find. Like I'm not going to get that off of. We the can shelf ask in front of the show, Steve, to <laughs> see if he can find it for us. Oh, that's but that, again, that's the thing. Like I don't know if I want to actually read the book. That's why I became basically wanted to go digital because I was going in some weeks and just buying one book, and like I would have to go to the bank, take out cash, <laughs> and then go in to buy because there was only the one issue I'd want, and then the very next week. I would be buying like two, so I still want to hit that ten dollar like panel limit. So it's like you should, should have I... like when you took that like I take that twenty out. I'm gonna leave it in my car as my comic book money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. that's what I, I that basically was money. doing. I was just like, oh well, I'm out, so I better go back to the bank again. Like a big factor for me is like I was just going so sporadically because my days off tended to be Mondays, mm-hmm. which comic book shop closed, closed. Mm-hmm. and then my other day off might have been like friday or saturday but then on my day off after just working i don't want to do anything i you wake... get an hour lunch yeah you get made well that's that's now yeah. now yeah like it's at this time is like okay my day off i wake up at 10 30 i get out of bed at noon mm-hmm by the time I shower and I'm ready to face my day, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and I've been so lazy, I don't feel like doing anything, so I play video games or like watch TV. So when I do go to the comic book shop, it's been a month since the last time I had gone, and I have such a huge stack of books to read mm-hmm. that that carries me through the next month, because there's always at least one trade in there and then all of my monthly reading. Mm-hmm. That there's no strong urge to go week to week to week again. I have no excuse not to go weekly because I pick up Kate from yeah literally next door. Yeah. Except for the part where I wasn't picking up really that many books. Well, even to, like... And then the books that I would pick up since I'm picking them up so late on a Wednesday, they'd be gone. Like, because yeah. he is very... This is how many I'm going to sell. I'm going to order... That many, yeah. Plus two, maybe, yeah. And he like a couple for the shelf, and that yeah. that's how you have to do because that's you putting down money for something mm-hmm. that you don't know yeah. if, if it's gonna sell. Look at the back room; sell. he's just trying to give it away just to make an extra penny. Yeah, literally, like he will give it away when he has his Christmas parties yeah. or like mm-hmm. the random sellers. Like, hey, no, like, hey, we're doing the midnight sale. Come in and like you get four books from the back. Like, just pick them up. Mm-hmm. That and that and that was the hardest thing about going digital was knowing that like that comic book shop that we'd been going f- to <laughs> that great for, experience of for like twelve for twelve years yeah. eleven years is you're not going there anymore and I, I I that was the thing that was keeping me from going digital but the fact that we had missed three months yeah and three I've, months of not turning in the previews order form so if we had gone in there mm-hmm. the books that we ordered and read. They wouldn't be there. There would be the weeks that I would go in there to pick up my books and the books that I did order wouldn't be there because they would be sold out because they'd be put on the shelf. And then by the time he'd get around to actually pulling the books, 
there's been a rush on that issue because, like, oh, you know, Carrie Kelly is appearing in this issue of Batman and Robin. Like, everyone's running in because, like, oh, speculator's market. I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to make $100 next week. But that's... The only time that's ever happened to us is Astonishing X-Men number one with that weird-ass variant that we got. We got lucky with that weird variant cover that we just walked in and bought because it's like, oh, no, it's Astonishing X-Men number one. Like, cool, here it is. And then it was, like... It was a hundred dollars for like three weeks after that, and then it's like after wow. that it went down to twelve dollars. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that speculators market is quick. Strike while that fucking iron's hot. And one of the other things that changed is that I changed jobs, so I wasn't going during lunch anymore yeah. on Wednesday. So I couldn't like as soon as they he would be taking them out of the box when I showed up on Wednesday. So, yeah, it, I was able to guarantee yeah. that I could walk in and get what I wanted as a weekly shopper without order forms. But also, everybody around me at work knew exactly where I was going during my lunch mm. on a Wednesday. <clears throat> and they would ask about how the comic book shop was. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I don't have that, I kind of like... Well, nobody asked me how the comic book shop was. Like, you know, nobody wants to look at my, be like, nobody cares about me anymore. I'm going to just scream it over the the walkie talkie. Yeah, I'm going to scream it onto a microphone here and hope the internet cares. (laughs) Also, within the four years we've been recording, I've Mm -hmm. changed jobs. I used to work at GameStop. Now I work at a different retailer and I get a sprint too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. In hot hot topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four jobs in four years. Not bad. <laughs> yep. I was only at Sprint for a year, though. Yeah. Um, but I do get an hour break now. John, you're the most stable of us yeah. all. Super stable. <laughs> I, I get an hour break now, but my job... That's gross how stable so you are. <laughs> like a rock. I'm doing, no, it's like, I'm doing so much at my current job. When I get that hour break, I go... I go sit down, eat my lunch, or I go buy lunch and then sit down and eat it. And then for the last half an hour, I'm just like, I want to relax. Mm-hmm. And this past Wednesday, on my lunch break, I downloaded Disney Kingdom Seekers of the Weird and Amazing X-Men number three. And I read them as I ate my burrito. Nice. And then I went back to work. It was a good break. Like, I am glad I don't have to worry about Driving to the store, getting my books, getting back, mm-hmm. and then like shoving food down my throat quick. I, I because I, Paul, there, there were the weeks where I would be off on Wednesday, and you would be like, "Hey, let's you know, let's meet there," and like you'd be driving back to work when you were supposed to be there. Yeah, <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, it's okay." It's, and like I'd pull up next to the stoplight with you, and you'd be like. Flipping through like <laughs> Batman, yeah. like reading it, like looking up the light, <laughs> and then turning down wall. Yeah. Like. Because uh, it's called an extendo lunch show. <laughs> it is extendo lunch show. <laughs> and uh, if, if you can get away with it, I do suggest it because it is I'd, pretty choice. On Friday, it was my last day of work before vacation. Hey, I'm on vacation. Yeah. I may have taken a little bit of an extendo lunch show by 10 minutes uh-huh. because I was like, well, I'm not written down for a function for the last half of the day. So I'm just basically going to be running around doing whatever mm-hmm. anyways. And there was a possibility <laughs> that I may have been going over 40 hours, yeah. and which, you know, the company doesn't 
mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, I could say I'm cutting so I don't go overtime. So I just sat there and I was watching, <laughs> I was like watching stuff on my phone, like, and then I was like ready. If like anyone else was like, oh no, I need to cut like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what I do like with the digital oh, I was is... going to do one more extended oh. lunch here. Extended lunch here actually comes from back when I had to take an hour lunch because they needed people, uh, needed people, needed me to be there for coverage later and also earlier in the morning. And I was the only person in the department that needed to take in a whole hour lunch. Everybody else got 30 minutes and got to leave earlier than I did. So, uh. So you're just like, so you're a sucker. I'm gonna come back to work later <laughs> yeah. while you guys leave earlier. It's even. Well, no, I, I had to clock out. I, I don't get paid. I never got paid for that hour. But, uh, it was one of my friends at work that, uh, was the last day. And he's like, you want to go to uh, Old Country Buffet up on transit? And that's that basically takes you 20 minutes to get there from where I was working. And we took a whole hour. And I had an hour lunch. I basically took a well, two-hour lunch. At- <laughs> you spent half an hour just waiting in line for Peach Cobbler, though. So <laughs> Yeah. Basically took a two-hour lunch a day. It was the guy's last The guy day. that hates his life who's cutting the ham for you? Yeah. <laughs> Old Country Buffet. My dad used to take me there, and then t- I haven't been to one of those in forever. <laughs> he loved getting the ice cream. Been I think that's half the reason he went is to get the ice cream. At I think the it's end. been five to four to five years since the last time I went because that was the only time yeah. I've ever been. See, so my dad's been in Canada uh, so three, three, four years. Wow. So yeah, about the same for me. Last time I went to an Old Country Buffet, I was working at Paxson. So I've been at my current job almost a year. I was at GameStop for three. Mm-hmm. I was at Sprint for a year. So probably about six years ago. Mm. And it's because we were just talking about the OCB and how they had really good macaroni and cheese. And we were like, let's go. Let's go. And we got there and we're like, we're going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did walk in. It was, it was kind of weird. It's a crazy place. It was a very mm-hmm. crazy place. Uh, the thing I like about digital, though, okay. is... I wake up Wednesday morning now. Like, I just wake up, and a, my alarm's going off on my phone, turn my alarm off. Comicsology. There's all my Wednesday books. Beep, 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 beep. But I think I got time to read this before I have to go into work. Mm-hmm. And then lunch. Okay, I get home. And that's so great knowing that I can get it right away, and it's not like I can't go... Today after work, I'm going to have to go blah, 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 and if I can get there. And I have it. It's just so convenient. It's right there. It's mm-hmm. touch, touching my finger, palm of my hand. And it is great. It is pretty great. The one thing about being a Wednesday sh- <clears throat> weekly shopper, though, is like if the book was sold out, it was like, oh, I missed it. And then you're like, well, I'm saving the three bucks, you know? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, we talked about this a little bit this morning at breakfast. Yeah. The books that I'm not buying now because it's like, well, I don't have to continue it's, buying this because of that. Like, I go to the shop every week. I need to justify being there. Mm-hmm. Or I read this because I read it. I, I'm i okay with waiting on some stuff now because I can just wait. And once it goes on sale for $0.99, cents, like I can just catch can up get, on you it. You can catch up. At a third of the price. Mm-hmm. Unless it's from Marvel. No, but... 
Marvel does well, do Marvel the first couple books. Marvel Mondays they do do sales and it's it is interesting stuff. Like they just did that Phoenix sale, which was all the uh, Phoenix, the big Phoenix uh, Phoenix saga, oh, all the big are. Phoenix storylines. You mean like the uh, old uh, Clement, uh, Claremont, Claremont, and yeah, but issues, it was and then the like. Or is it the weird Phoenix stuff, like Phoenix War Song and Phoenix End it, Song? It was, it was all of them. Corn, all of them doing the art. All, all of them, them. ninety nine cents. Oh. It was, it was like three different story arcs for ninety nine cents. I mean, it is, it is interesting. They do mm-hmm. do it, but like catching up on last five issues of Thor: God of Thunder, I just. Had to bite the bullet and be like, "All right, I'm going to spend that 3.99 on all of these and do it all in one big purchase, mm-hmm. and get back on track because it is something that I do want to read and I've been holding off, waiting for a sale. The sale because they were books that I had ordered, but our order forms didn't get turned in, so I didn't get those books. And the other thing is, is well, good. I'm glad you didn't stick anybody with those. Right? They oh. would have sold anyways. Um, but. The thing is, is like it's nice having that. I would order books, and then I wouldn't get them. You know, you, you, oh, really? Yeah, it happened quite a bit, yeah, and it, it happens. And and I don't like I don't I don't blame Don. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a lot going on, especially pulling books on Wednesday when there there'd be times too where I would order books and it would just like I'd go in the shop and be like, oh, I didn't get this. Diamond shorted me. Mm-hmm. Like I sh- I should have more. Next week. Yeah. And it happens. And sometimes I'd get a book and then the next week or two weeks later, we'd get the same book. And uh, so I'd have like two copies of the book, which, you know, it's not a big. That's part my fault because I wouldn't realize what you ordered. Yeah. and, And I don't I don't I don't blame. I mean, you would most of the time, I think 99.5 percent of the time you picked up the comic books for us one i think two or three times i did it but i don't i didn't blame you and i didn't blame don it just happens like i i know the books that i would order and yeah. i see that they were there and then everything else is like oh and then you're like John's. oh this is all the crap that john buys yeah yeah uh so, <laughs> so it, it's not a big it wasn't a big deal but there would be series that i would just fall out of because i'm like oh i missed three and I don't get to the shop because Chris usually buys my books because he's able to get up there. And I'll just fall out of a series. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I have that 100% thing of whether I continue or do not continue on mm-hmm. in a series. And that's nice having that power. I, yeah. I like having... I like just having that access to be like, okay, it's... Wednesday, I'm going to buy this book or, hey, I got paid today. I'm going to go back and buy like these books that I passed on because like I don't have to read it. But also the fact that I don't have to order to make sure I get the books I want. Yeah. Because I'm done with Uncanny X-Men and all new X-Men because I feel like those books have kind of ran their course for me. Mm -hmm. Not plateaued. Like they're still good. But the reason I was reading those was chalked up to the Battle of the Atom mm-hmm. storyline that's going on. And now that they're going to keep continuing on, like I don't feel like I need to read those to know what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And had I kept having a fellow previews to order, 
I'd still probably be buying those books because when Battle of the Atoms wrapping up, I'm still ordering books for two months from then. So I'm just thinking like, hey, I, I read all new X-Men. I like it. I'm going to keep buying it. Now, since I'm just buying like that week to week, it's like, no, this I'm done with this. Like I don't have to keep reading it. I was buying a lot of stuff just because I was ordering it, and I was ordering it because I was buying it. So that's kind of been cut out. I like I wouldn't mind still getting previews because I liked putting in like I for the last two years mm-hmm. in my calendar I would have exactly what I was planning on buying, and I loved having that and that knowledge where I could you just could go, still do that. Though. No, I know, and I actually I do. There we go. I do plan on do I do plan on doing that, but at the same time, it's like mm, do I want to keep do I want to like get a subscription to previews like, or you just follow a site like Comics Out, not Comics Out, but Comic Book Resources or Newsrama when they actually post this yeah. solicitation stuff. Yeah, I, I, I do like think it's work. it's going to be harder. It's basically, work, work for a podcast that I do on comic books. It's basically instead of me handing you, you the, the catalog, yeah. and like, hey, here you go. You just go, <laughs> go online on to one it. of those sites, and they'd be like, oh, I want this book. Scroll down. Oh, I want this book. Will you do that for me? You, want, you just want me to tell you when they're posted? <laughs> no, I want you to go through them for me. No, yeah, no, I can do that. The one thing I will miss, I think, about going all digital with not ever needing to miss a book, you know, because we live in a digital age, is that fun that I used to have before going to a convention of going through, like, a long box and being like, oh, I'm missing this issue and this issue, and then, like, going to hunt them down at the convention. Here's the thing. Which was fun. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It was part of the reason to go to a convention. You can still have that. It's my goal to have complete runs of Robin and Nightwing. You can Going, look through my long boxes and take any issues that you're it, missing, sir. I, I've been buying those books longer than you have. So. <laughs> I know, but so I'm I'm basically just in that point where it's like I need to go back okay. further. But so I, you, I, you have can complete s- continuity between issues just, uh, 97 a, through whatever it ended with. Like I I still have that, and you can too. Like if you want to keep quote-unquote collecting a series instead of just reading it Mm -hmm. or following it you can have that like that aspect of the comic book fandoms not shut off to you it's still there like when we went to fan expo last year john you were like going around everywhere like i gotta get thor god of thunder i need to find it well this store has it but it's more expensive than the cover price i'm gonna pay canadian prices for it i'm gonna hold off i'm gonna see if i can find it anywhere else and we haven't had that in so long, and I attribute that to the fact that we have been ordering. We have been going weekly, and if not weekly, like at least once a month to get those books and turn that yeah. in. I, and when we first started going to conventions, that we were, that's just us being combo fans. Like, hey, I like reading this book. I'm going to see if I can find the four issues that mm-hmm. I'm missing. And plus showing up like with $400 in our pocket, yeah. just, no, burning. I'm I'm we, spending it this weekend. We all lived at home at that point. <laughs> yeah. By the way, hey, I'll and that that's something that's happened over you know the ten years of us being comic book fans and you know four years of us recording. We all have different living situations. Paul, you got a house. Yep. John and I still married. Have, have new apartments <laughs> or apartment apartment. 
my old apartment. Yep. yep. It's fun. The Martin Roach Studios. It's so How I Met Your Mother. I love it. It is. It, is. it worked um, out. It worked out great. We were mm-hmm. glad you, you guys left when you did. So that mm-hmm. that happens. And then, John, something that might be to your dismay or maybe not so much now, we have said goodbye to our fourth segment. Yeah. The the movie fix, which yeah. if you download one of our earlier episodes that's still available on mm-hmm. the iTunes, we used to do movie reviews every week, and it's something that was out in theaters or something that was out on DVD or just added to you know, like Netflix mm-hmm. that was relevant at that time. It was or something we would do our horror movie thing yeah. when you guys were trying to give me... That was, that was, we tried that was really a lot hard of fun. Like two years to get Paul into horror yeah. movies. Nope. We we didn't gear the movies towards Paul, but just the fact that these are great horror movies that Paul should have seen, mm-hmm. and for being someone who doesn't like horror, it didn't fit. But no, like, the segment, it was a lot of work, it was a waste of my money with Netflix, because yeah. I'd get a thing, and I think I was getting two movies at a time, because I wanted to see movies, and hand them off to you guys that you would kind of take your time to watch. Mm-hmm. And sorry, that's all right. I mean, that's what it was mm-hmm. at the time. And, uh, I was sorry. really, but blood, the vampire, what the last vampire, I didn't even watch that one. That was, you know, like there was it a was, lot of those movies, but it was the, that just came out on DVD. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. something that, and it, blood was based off of a, 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 magna. a magna and, the anime series. Mm-hmm. So it was something that it was like, all right. And it was me constantly trying to keep on top of that, mm-hmm. watching trailers constantly. And it, it was stuff that I Human loved. centipede. Uh, oh, no, you don't talk shit about human centipede, Paul. I am desperately awaiting the day John could get human centipede three on DVD. As soon as it's made. I, and it is going to be made. Hey, you guys watch the be. second segment? Yeah. Yes. We, Paul, I was serving pumpkins. Paul, Paul, all black and white, except for the one spot where poop shoots onto the camera. That's brown. (laughs) You're welcome that we didn't make you watch that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It was, it was really bad. Uh, but I'll, that's, that's, John, you and I used to go to the movies at least once or twice a week, too, when, yeah. Like, after we graduated from high school, like, it was something. Movies have gotten a lot more expensive, too. They, yeah, I think from when we graduated till now, it raised like $5. Because it used to be like 5 bucks when we yeah. first started going. Hmm. And, um, like, I don't, I don't mind that that segment is gone. Because it was a lot of work on my end. Mm-hmm. And it was five-minute segment. Yeah. You know, it was like, well, oh, yeah. It was the last segment we did. So at that point, we would get the, like... The call from Paul or producer Scott is like, uh, this episode's already an hour and a half. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. And you did have, uh, producer Scott just derailing us anytime mm-hmm. he could. But no, I don't mind that that, that has gone. And, uh, you know, we still tie it in when it's something relevant. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about Thor. We talk about Captain main, America. It becomes yeah. the main topic. And that's fine. And it was mm-hmm. us starting out Which, and having four segments. I think the way we do it now, is a better way of doing it because it's tied into what we're actually talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. We mm-hmm. we officially became a comic book podcast. And yeah, in the Weekend Geek, we talk about other nerd stuff, but 
usually the main topic is something comic book related or in that realm if it's not like we talking about a, E3 or yeah. or that and we haven't done a video game kind of thing in forever. Yeah, that's cuz none of us yeah, the, really the only person dropped. that played the most was was uh Chris. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like it it worked for that. It wasn't anything that like it didn't hurt my feelings. Okay. Um and I thought it all worked and we've constantly been fixing the show. When we first used to do the look back, I seriously was the one that said, listen, we all just need to read one book because mm-hmm. it would be Paul with a stack of comic books on his lap and he'd be going, uh, I read this yeah. and I liked it and it's by these people and I read this and I didn't, I didn't really like it. And it was by these people. And I read X Factor. And, and I really, it could get better. This is, this is when it gets better. And uh, put it there. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> and right. then, but then it would be that moment where, well, Chris would be like, "I read Green Lantern," and we'd all read Green uh-huh. Lantern, and we all had something to bring to the table and talk about uh-huh. it. But it would be just that boring moment where everyone's just listing off everything they read. Yeah. And it was like, no, why don't we just all read something and talk about it? Mm-hmm. So we've constantly been changing and yeah, getting to the point where it's. Hey, Paul introduces this segment. I introduce this one. Chris does this, and this is how we go. Yeah, and we still love and flutter <laughs> oh, yeah. over it. That you know? that hey, will never go away. Not a well. But just want to say, I always know the date of when those yes. books are coming out. I, yes, you do now. I still do not know what episode we're recording, though, except for <laughs> this time because it was two hundred. Uh, remember when I was like one ninety six? John's right. It is one ninety six. Yeah, that was a magic moment. That was a guess. Also, also something we've gained more friends of the show yeah. over the span because yeah. we have friends. They're not always on here, but when they are, like we love those episodes because it's someone else on here sharing what they love with us. Which that's what this is all about: sharing something we love with you, the listeners, or even just between each other. Yeah, uh, and I I have to say, like I think Steve is a great. He's a great. So he's a great addition to the show. Yeah. yeah, I think if anyone ever can't record like one week, like last minute, if like Steve can fill in, like yeah. the episode's still in good hands. Because if we were doing episode two hundred, our... I would love him to produce the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like if for some reason, like we were doing our like no, here we're, it's episode two hundred. Let's reflect back on the past four years. If John or I or Paul, like, if we had to drop out like five minutes before recording, but Steve could get here, he could fill and be like, well, no, like over the past four years, I've noticed you guys have done this. Yeah. <laughs> or if we were going to talk up, talk about Hawkeye or Thor, God of Thunder, like. He's the one that brought us. Yeah, those. exactly. Like, he's, yeah. He, perfect. He's, a, he's a great addition. He, he's the same kind of sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and I always enjoy that, but like, he's been, uh, yesterday he texted me about, our ideas that we had uh, talked about for our next Christmas special. Oh, really? Wow, I've already forgot. But yeah, Gene's right here, Salmon Cat, and he was texting me about that, and I was just kind of answering, and and it was kind of it was fun on both parts. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, "Really? I just wanted to text you. There's this really cool store down in Elmwood, and uh, I thought of you guys. I don't know how I got on Salmon Cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, what's this story? You didn't tell us about this." Yeah. Oh, it's just, I don't know. I have to look it up on my phone. My phone's the dead. The one but... reason <laughs> yeah, this guy shared. No. Oh. That's our podcast. Steve, 
<laughs> Just send us things on Facebook. John won't tell us because he gets. I had to go to a, a party last night, so screw you guys. Did you meet a lady? I met a couple ladies. Ooh. Was one, one of them, them Kristen? No, she wasn't there. Oh, it was really okay. nice. But this one, she had like this was amazing that a butt. That was an amazing butt. This is girl had. Was it a shelf butt? Like where you could? No. No. It was just like I could live in there for days. <laughs> I butt. don't know what that it was means. A good butt. It was a really it was a good butt. Climb into okay. it like this like the beavers <laughs> the beavers hovel. I wanted to climb it like Mount Suvius. I'm not a butt person. I, like butts. I enjoy legs. I enjoy, and I legs. enjoy boobs. Just over the past year I've just I've discovered I really like butt. It's nope. nice. I like it all. The biggest thing that I love the most the vagina. <laughs> if I had a, if I had to pick one, John loves a really big vagina. Oh my gosh! We know it's if I had, beaver. Hello, 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 hello. He loves an echo echo chamber of a. John, for your next birthday, I'm getting you one of those miners hats. <laughs> Wait, and no, no, no. Should I get in the I, stirrups? Ho- hold on, baby. Let me get prepared. <laughs> and she's expecting you to go to, like the bedside table for like a condom, and you just like put up like the hat. Uh. Turn on the light and be like, let's go. I, I have two of those already. 2009. He, he lost Minecraft the third one. launched. Nobody cares. Minecraft is a big deal. People care about Minecraft. Yeah. Have, he launched Paul, the same year as our Paul, podcast. Have you heard about Rust? How much money they've made for that? Yeah, a lot more. Than Notch that. has way too much money. A lot now. more than $25. Have you heard about Rust? No. Uh, Rust is basically adult Minecraft. Where you start off just, you're a person in the wilderness mm-hmm. and you have nothing. And it becomes a fact that like, okay, no, I found a rock. I'm going to use this rock to hit this tree a bunch of times. And then I have wood and then I can make fire. Look at John's board face John's... versus your board face. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what my board face looks like. Your board face is this. It's. I'm still Paul? listening. It's huh? an, I'm listening. It's kind of an MMO because while you're doing this, there's other people in the world that can run up and kill you with their rocks and then take your wood or whatever else you have acquired at that point, like your food, because there's animals wandering around that you need to kill for food, and then you cook them over your fire that you built with the wood that you (laughs) got from hitting the tree with your rock. Yeah, I'm going to wait for No Man's Sky. Okay. Have you heard about that? I haven't, but Rust is one of those games that, like, after whom I was like, oh, that's something that I wouldn't mind playing if it was, like, on Xbox Arcade. Mm -hmm. No Man's Sky... Is, uh, they had it at, they had a preview or video of it at, uh, the VGAs or oh. VGX now. It's called VGX. Yeah. From, How you know, Spike TV. Yeah. Why is it, What's the X mean? Cause before it was the video game awards. I don't video know. Video game experience. I have no idea. I didn't video watch games it. Video games extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Uh, extravaganza. Who knows? Oh, that would make Without more sense. Without the E because it's extreme. Uh, they blew it off. But it's basically a open world, a, what is it called? A, uh, you know how Diablo procedurally generated okay. universe where you're in a spaceship and you will discover a part of the universe and everybody that's also playing the game will discover. I'm sorry, my parts. phone officially died. Now I'm into this conversation. What was it? <laughs> No Man's Sky. and Oh, no, you can start where you were left okay. off. I don't really need to know. So, if you do, what you discover 
becomes part of the actual multiplayer universe. Really? Okay. Everything. Does, so everything. Does the map every stay player. Yes. Okay. So it's procedurally generated. You discover it, and you can then run into other players, and you can share your maps or not share your maps. And you're trying to collect resources. Oh, Paul, you love collecting resources from that time that you played Star Wars Galaxies. (laughs) (laughs) But you're also in, you know, ship-to-ship combat. So it's like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter slash, like... So you can actually go into, like, battles, like, above the surface of the planets versus, you know, complete star fighter kind of, like, weird stuff. That sounds really Yeah, look up No Man's Sky. It's, it seems like pretty awesome. Yeah. At that party with the girls, we played all these like drinking games, mm-hmm. which I was just drinking my beers while playing the games, even if I didn't have to, and mm-hmm. I kept winning everything. But then I look at this table, and there's so many high percent beers, and I'm like, barely buzz. Mm-hmm. Just open another barley wine and let it split with Chris. Yep. I think the lowest thing we had was like 8.5%. Good for you, Mr. Tolerance. I I just thought it was kind of funny. I was like... No, as soon as I saw you reach for that serial killer, I was like, is he opening it, or is he putting it somewhere else? (laughs) We're we're almost two hours into this podcast, by the way. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. We've done enough evil gazing. We've got to figure out what we're doing next week. Things have changed. Things haven't. We've grown. We haven't. It's a lot of things. Twenty second. I won't be able to record. Oh, okay. Well, we'll figure it out. We can figure that yeah. out uh, yeah. off air, off mic. Uh, yeah. But what hasn't changed is my love of one thing above all else. My one ring to control them all. I thought your box of dildos. <laughs> no. You really love those. It is rating and reviews on iTunes. That's, we, hit- we, got, we got a new rating. Yeah. You know, so we're now up to 20 ratings, which is... So sad for me because all those damn knitting podcasts <laughs> have so many more ratings and reviews than it's just, it's just much smaller pond though. <sighs> no, what? The knitting podcast versus the comic, comic book podcast? <laughs> Come on. There's more knitters than people that read comic books. This no, is just but there's, sad. No, there's there's more, more people that want to listen to people knitting. No, there's more while they knit. There's more comic book podcasts than there are knitting podcasts. Well, here's the I thing is what? About that. Are they really creating a new knot for knitting? No, they've all been done. So you just Paul, need four episodes to learn how to do it. If there's only three knitting podcasts out there, but there's a hundred comic book podcasts, and there's a thousand I comic understand book, your math. A, th- a thousand care. comic book readers re- like listening to those comic yeah, book podcasts versus, versus a thousand knitters listening That's to those knitting 333 podcasts. listeners plus one. Mr. Math. There we go. See, like, that's, I think that's that what you're That is buzzed getting. math, sir. That is buzzed math. Hold on, let me double check his math. <laughs> yep. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah, it sounds still, okay. Still tastes delicious, that math, it's right? really good. Mathematical. Paul likes Adventure Time, which is something mm-hmm. that shocks me. And he was so I late to the game. I thought it was so irreverent mm-hmm. that he would have problems with it because there, there's no rules to there's it. There's no rules. Because it's only 15 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Every episode's 15 minutes. How long does it take you to read a comic book? Eight minutes. So, it does, so by the time, <laughs> by the time it gets just over the top for me, it's over. Where I'm like, you know what? This is just, oh, it's, it's stopped. It's okay. It's wrapped up. And there's always one good, like, Oh, I that's love, just a stupid I love laugh. tree trunks. Yeah. Oh, tree trunks is the best. 
Uh, oh, I like the one episode where they're in the or they're in the dungeon, and there's like the cat that has the approximate knowledge of. Stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This show was great. It like the I you probably haven't seen like a lot of the newer stuff, but no. the newer stuff's nope. so good. I haven't seen regular show. Regular, regular show is really fun. good. It is. Mm-hmm. Is that the YouTube one? No, Ultimate no, that's Bravest Warriors. Warriors. Bravest Warriors, yeah. Which I think started as just a comic book, and then he branched. No, it started as the uh, yeah. YouTube show, but then they did the comic book. And then they did like, comic books. Comic books started maybe like two, three months after. Pendleton Ward, the guy that created Adventure Time, has a, another YouTube show, which is a little bit more a little dark-themed. More, yeah, I was going to say. But then there's also a comic book available for it. Regular, they have the first season regular show on... Netflix. Huh. It it's fun. It is. It's a lot it's more just that. like it's definitely geared more towards the older crowd. With, yeah, because Mordecai and it's Rigby a, are just like it's a it's a cartoon teams. for it's a, it's it's a cartoon for your generation. And Mark Campbell does a voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I that's one that I wouldn't mind a Really good Mordecai. I like it a lot. <laughs> I just haven't seen all of it. Yeah. So, do you guys have any predictions for what will happen for to 400? our... For 400? Yeah, for, before ish, uh, episode 400. Will we finally Robot be... Paul finally <laughs> uprises and kills Robot John. <laughs> will we finally go... Why would I be a robot? I'm more human than any we're of you. All, we're all robots at that point. Uh, will we're, we... Will we... Another, I think we're Paul, Chris, and John. In another five years? <laughs> yeah. Will we finally have a... We overdose on food pills <laughs> and are replaced by our robot selves. Will we finally go have it actually committed to video at that point? Uh, on our YouTube channel? We need nobody to wants, Nobody wants to look at us in this stupid... No, people like looking at us. Like, I was always shocked when I would see the numbers on our YouTube yeah. videos. Like, like, whoa, a thousand people yeah. have watched our we videos. Really... And it was seriously just like three minute videos of us talking about the new 52 books. Like, yeah, this is a Batman book. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, but we got over a thousand views yeah, based off of those. I know. I, I really think we it's something like we should do. We had like 70 something just based off of our like introduction. Like, hey, here's, here's our video. It was a fun video. <laughs> it was a fun video, but fun... like, 70 views of just that. Uh, yeah. I, I think we need to focus on... How many Kickstarters are we going to do before our 400th episode? Behind the scenes talk, but we need to talk about it so our listeners can get behind it. I think before we record this, we just need like five minutes before the the actual show Mm -hmm. of doing the YouTube thing. Just to throw up there, because hey, you know what? What's five minutes of time I, between friends? I was thinking of doing something like just like our trade and policy, but something that we do for the show and then smaller trades or smaller, smaller story arcs that we could do sit and mm-hmm. also all three of us sit and talk about real quick. Yeah. I think that would be something that would be more interesting for all of us. And instead of like, oh, I read this issue. We're already mentioning those issues, so something yeah. that would be different that would yeah, get... Yeah, but we mention them, but we never review them. I mean, like, that's the one thing, is that I've never really liked about our, uh, our, uh, what is it? What do we call it? Weekend Geek. Not, oh, yeah. No, not Weekend Geek. Uh, the List? That. The List. That's, thank you. The, the books we're looking forward to coming out January 22nd. Uh, 
It's, that's how. That's the title. That's the title. Like that's the title this week. I'm sorry. It's not. Just, we don't just call it the list. <laughs> it's called the list. The books we're call, looking, looking forward, forward to coming out January. And then if and I then know that somebody, if, if I I'm know sorry. that, yeah, but if I know somebody's not looking forward to it, I go, or not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. And we mention them and then what? Like, yeah, but it's, then it's just a show of just, oh, this is my constant review of the same book. Yeah. And if it's a new number one, that new number one's going to be in the look back. That's true. So I think it should be something more of, hey guys, I read this trade. Let's, Mm-hmm. talk about it or hey the story arc's been really good it just finished off let's review like outsider war from green arrow especially since mm-hmm. we're all digital now and we all know each other's login information for console. whoa we didn't admit that on the podcast we just did it doesn't matter though uh but if you want to log into our hearts you can do that by following us liking us on the facebook we're Magnum Board, spelled like this podcast, B-O-R-E-D, at Magnum Board, B-O-R-E-D. I'm on Instagram, and I always post what we're going to be talking about or drinking or whatever else with hashtag Magnum Board. Because we heard that you cool kids that are hip to the scene uh, are too busy for words. Well, you only like the pictures. This is something like... Interesting that I just found out and have decided I loved. When I take the pictures of what we're doing for the new episode, I always hashtag Ithaca Beer Company, hashtag Otter Creek mm-hmm. Brewing. The breweries like our pictures. Nice. For the episode 200, Rift Tracks liked that picture. We're not talking about Rift Tracks. The description for it was like, hey, it's us reflecting on four years of recording and being comic book Didn't fans. we do a Rift Tracks movie fix we once? We did. Yeah. The very but, first Rift Tracks live, right? But they liked so. this for some reason. Could be because I hashtag beer. Or But what happens 200. if you're following someone on Instagram? <laughs> They're really into the number 200. Yes, they love I, the 200. I, I want to put a pass. No, them. I did not hashtag 200. Oh, wow. <laughs> but what happens if you're following someone you can see what they've liked. Mm-hmm. So if people go to Rift Tracks liked pictures, bag and board's going to pop up. So nice. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy because the breweries always like the pictures that we put up or I put up for us. And we try to get the comics or whatever we're talking about kind of in the picture, except for these, like I said, navel gazing episodes yeah. where it's like, yeah, it's, there's, yeah, whatever we're talking about, we try to squeeze in. But I, I always do like a hashtag for that, like hashtag suburban glamour for mm-hmm. our trade policy last episode. And then I also did it at Jamie McKelvey too. So mm-hmm. when he goes on to his Instagram, he's going to see someone mention him in a thing and he can look at it and be like, Oh, someone read <laughs> these guys my, are 10 years too fucking late. And here's yeah. go. But it, you know, if you want to keep up to date on stuff like that too. Hashtag bag and board. Yeah. I changed the passcode on my phone. It's just fucking with me now. 